Hello and welcome to Couple of London podcast. My name is Zibi and this podcast is all about photography and everything what makes us happy. Enjoy the show. In this show, I'm talking with Katrin Morgan, who is a destination and London wedding planner, specialized in uh, weddings in London and in South Africa. Enjoy the show. Okay, cool. Okay, so how are you, Katrin? Good, good. Hanging in there. <laughs> Lockdown is driving us a bit nuts, but we're getting through it as best we can. And you guys? We are very well, very well. Um, we stuck at home as everyone else, and uh, we're trying to um, keep kids busy. That's basically our daily tasks. Is nothing else. Nothing else uh, uh, makes us as busy as uh, kids. I mean, um, I, I feel so uh, bad for all the teachers, to be honest, because I know what uh, my kids does to them. Uh, on daily basis. So thank you so much, all the teachers, um, especially at Forest Academy. Good job. Um, I just want to uh, uh, first uh, tell everyone how we met Catherine, uh, and then we're gonna jump into the um, into the discussion about um, how basically wedding planners can help you during these crazy times, and not only during the crazy times because. All of um, all, pretty much everyone now is uh, still um, want to get married, so all of the weddings are postponed. Uh, I haven't heard yet, hopefully, cross fingers, about any cancellations. So, um, so everyone now is postponing the weddings. Basically, we met Katrin uh, a year ago, a year, a few months back uh, at uh, Little Group Manor. We put together, actually, she put together an amazing shoot we did there. Um, that was a uh, um, rustic uh, barn uh, shoot with a very young couple from Australia. Uh, they back home now. We keep, we keep in touch. They're very nice people, to be honest. Um, and that's actually the only people who makes us uh, uh, jealous uh, on Instagram every day. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so what we did, we did, uh, uh, we did um, a shoot together uh, a year ago. And uh, since that, uh, we keep in touch. We basically uh, try to work together and try to see if uh, we can help each other and uh, build a community uh, and... Uh, a little bit relationship around uh, uh, wedding planners and uh, wedding industry. Yeah. Oh. Pretty much. I think that <laughs> summed it up very well. Yeah. So, um, Katrin, can you tell us a little bit about planning a wedding during the pandemic? Um... Look, I can tell you it's a challenge. Um, so, now, funnily enough, you see a lot of people are starting to plan weddings. Most people have some spare time in their hands. You've got a lot of people looking at 2021 weddings. Uh, a lot of venues have potentially started talking about opening up their 2022 dates. Um, and a lot is happening around postponing weddings. Uh, obviously, the couples that are affected during this wedding season 
uh, be it in the UK or South Africa, depending on where your wedding is. So I, I specialize in South African destination weddings, but I do UK weddings as well. Um, the key at the moment is just to keep an open mind, to be flexible, like work around plan Bs and plan Cs, um, and just chat to all the suppliers and make sure that you find something that works for everybody. And if it doesn't work for everybody, you know, your couples need to go and prioritize and decide what's important to them and then build their plan B wedding around that. So it is a bit of a challenge and it is juggling a lot more um, logistical issues than normally. Uh, but I think everyone is very open-minded and all the wedding suppliers that I personally work with really try and accommodate couples as best they can i mean wedding suppliers are amazing and we're all about making couples have the best time that they possibly can on the wedding um and giving them memories that they can cherish for the rest of their lives and just as with any other season or any other year during this pandemic we're trying to do the, to do the same yeah i think i think um this times um communication is uh, uh, more important than any than um, than ever before i mean oh, we yeah, normally what we did we we never spoke that much uh, obviously emails are on regular basis but mm. we never spoke uh, nearly face to face on zoom meetings um, whatsapp calls uh, there's webex uh, skype um, WeChat, so many, so many different, different types. So we never had so many meetings hold, uh, held, um, um, never ever before. Uh, I mm. mean, and and obviously everyone is happy to do that. First of all, they have plenty of time as as us, uh, and they uh, and people want to socialize. So they and they get used to all of one. Uh, everyone's got so many apps now on the on the phone or on the computer. Mm. They they literally everywhere. And the giving opportunities like like Instagram now, or I think Google's Hangout. I mean, there's so many of them. I've got um, my daughter keep us uh, up to date because she got all of them, all of them there, and she basically gives us a directory. Daddy, you're not using Google Hangout yet. I mean, I'm not. I've used Google G Suite, but not 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 this. So communication is, I think, never never ever been that important uh, as now. Oh no, definitely. Look, communication in a planner's role is key and center of anything and everything. Um, without that, things just fall. Um, but like you said, at this point in time, it is it is integral. And like I said, planning weddings at this point in time is it is more challenging, uh, and people need to be more flexible. So we don't know what's going to happen in six months time. We don't know what's going to happen in 12 months time. Uh, and your, the couples you work with are looking for some sort of guidance from you. Um, and we can only go by what we think may or might happen. It yeah. might be smaller weddings. It might be weddings of 50 people in six months time can happen. It can be weddings of only 30 people or a hundred people. We don't know. So we're trying to, build wedding plans that are flexible around what may happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
I've had a discussion with uh, one of the brides on uh, the biggest Facebook groups. Uh, she asked uh, when uh, when shall we send the invitation? Oh, and and actually I I answer as soon as you know the date or as soon as you have anything in mind, send mm. save even virtual e save the date card just to avoid not only um, disappointment from your side that someone is not coming but just to avoid uh, um, basically your wedding not happening. Like, uh, because now, nowadays guests, they, they don't know. I mean, we, have, we always have a guests coming from abroad or uh, overseas. And uh, imagine, if, what about restrictions? What about uh, all of that happening? So as soon as you have the date um, uh, in mind, not even on paper, not even penciled, uh, save the date card, uh, gonna be like even even two if she was like yes but my wedding is in 2022 i was like yes but it doesn't really matter you plan that way ahead to avoid all of these things happening even though you don't know and uh, and you want your wedding to happen as best as possible so you want these guests to be informed as earliest as uh, they could uh, they could have this uh, kind of information so yeah. yeah. What do you think, Catherine? Weddings UK or weddings abroad? <laughs> I'm biased. Um, you cannot. You can't ask a South African whether whether you need um, to have a wedding in the UK or a wedding. In my opinion, in South Africa. Um, but in all honesty, it's, it depends on what you want. Um, sometimes you've got guests that won't be able to make it overseas. Uh, you want a really large wedding and you can't see that 150 people are going to get on a flight um, across half halfway across the world uh, if you're looking for something possibly smaller and you want a may guaranteed amazing weddings uh wedding weather then i would definitely go with an abroad wedding uh if you have weddings where i specialize in which is south africa your budget can stretch way further than it can in the uk uh so if you really want that dream wedding with all the bells and the whistles and you want to make it the most amazing day ever okay. then then i'd go definitely south africa but if you are born and bred british and your heart lies here and you know the country and your people are here um and you're not that that fuss about having a destination experience wedding um, for all your guests. Um, this a London city wedding, in my opinion, is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, it all depends on what you want. So what do you think, what is the best in destination weddings? Pardon? What do you think then, what is the best thing about destination weddings? Oh, it's just the experience. Um, having I was speaking to a bride probably about four or five months ago um, before all of this pandemonium started about uh, a wedding next year potentially in the mid mid next year somewhere and um, she's having 120 people all fly okay. across to South Africa okay. and it's just like making a whole weekend out of it and yeah. All the friends and the family are either doing small little 
trips and holidays in the in South Africa after the wedding, and their entire family are all staying for two weeks uh, in the Cape post the wedding. So it's just this amazing big, I'm going to call it a soiree or a week long of festivities that just you'll remember for a lifetime. Not that a wedding will be forgotten if you have it over here, but it's just it just elevates it to a whole different level in my opinion. And the weather's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, you have amazing weather. You have amazing pictures and the video as well. And uh, what I like the most about destination weddings is, uh, first of all, it's free holidays for me. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, this is what this is what happened when I've been to Thailand. Um, six days um, away from this. I mean, it was as far as I remember, October or November, and he was freezing cold, seven degrees. As soon as the, 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 um, the plane opened in Bangkok, uh, 32. Um, like this wall of heat. Just amazing. Hits I mean, oh. everyone was complaining, uh, all of the people in the airport complaining, it's too hot or that. We were like, <laughs> we were like no way, it's, it's beautiful. It's uh, we like, like a paradise. Like the same as Dubai. Uh, we were there, it was 36, and mm. uh, everyone was complaining on the pool or, or the, on the beach that it's too hot today. I we was like, no, beautiful. In, in, uh, it was in February, and uh, no, it was September actually. And uh, here was 10 degrees where, as far as I remember, so it could be. Mm. This year, I think weather is more predictable, and during this crazy time, I mean, a couple, uh, couple of months, we've been having amazing weather so at least that helps yeah look another thing that you need to think of uh, that i just thought of in terms of destination weddings especially going to warmer countries is as a bride or a groom depending on what you want to wear like here obviously if it's if you're wearing a suit and it's it's you're used to the weather so that's fine uh, but if you're going to fly out to a country that's 30 odd degrees and you're planning on wearing a full-on wedding dress and you're like tie, suit, trousers, clothes, shoes, everything, it's going to get hot. Exactly. So, yeah. So if you, the bonus is your cooler months, which generally tend to be off season in South Africa, which are much cheaper to actually have plan and have a wedding, um, tend to be more forgiving to to British um, nationals or to to the British. So that's also a big big bonus. For yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think, Catherine? What's the most valuable thing uh, you can bring as a wedding planner if someone um, planned a wedding abroad? Um, look. Uh, uh, planning a wedding abroad is a challenge in itself. Well, planning a wedding is a challenge in <laughs> itself. <laughs> there are so many things that people don't think about and so many things to tick off from a list. You've got photographers, venues, catering, bar, wait stuff. The list just goes on. Yeah. Um, planning a wedding on your own is very doable, but you need to know the country. You need to know the suppliers. If you plan a destination wedding, the challenge is you don't understand 
how people operate in the country. You don't you don't have a network of friends in the country that can recommend suppliers. Um, you've, you don't want to end up with the someone that's not well suited to you and that doesn't work very well and doesn't understand your wedding vision and what you want to get out of your wedding. Um, so as a destination wedding planner, it's my job to make sure that I know all the suppliers. I make sure that that they suit you and that the personalities gel and that everyone's kind of on the same page. Um, another benefit is I know what things cost in yeah. the country. So I know how to budget properly for a South African wedding versus a UK wedding, which is two completely different things. Um, so that is one of the key things for destination weddings. And then I come with a whole bag of knowledge on what to wear for appropriate attire for the weather, when to have the weddings. Um, I know all the venues and so it's there is so much benefit in having a planner that knows the country that you're going to get married in. Some people do opt to go and have or make use the services of a planner that's actually based in the country that they are going to get married in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm obviously based in London and plan weddings in London and in South Africa. The bonus of someone like me is I do face-to-face -face meetings on the site and I have my team on the ground in South Africa that does all the legwork on that side. So it's almost best of both worlds. You know who you're working with on this side and I know who you're working with on that side. Exactly. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned when to do wedding and, um, and how to plan it. I think itinerary, from my experience from destination wedding, I think itinerary was the biggest uh, challenge for the, um, for the couples uh, from UK to, do, uh, to plan a wedding in, uh, abroad, especially in uh, exotic countries like South Africa, Thailand, uh, places India places like that because they they know it's hot they know it's harsh light they know it's um, um, uh, they know all of all of that what is happening but on the other hand I've, I thought um, that they want to avoid it so they were trying as from my experience they were trying to uh, do itinerary that way just to have things um, for example, from my point of view, I always look at, at itinerary for the best possible light, for, uh, for the best possible position of, of anything what can happen. Imagine the uh, wedding ceremony, um, outside wedding ceremony, let's say on the beach, and the couple wants to have it um, midday. So uh, it's, it could be challenging. I mean, I could shoot, it's no problem at all, but then they end up uh, in the full beam sun, uh, 40 degrees, I mean, sun going to be even more, and uh, in, a, in a suit or uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a full uh, tree uh, suit. And, <laughs> and I've seen it. So, um, oh, wow. which is melting like big time, but because, because wedding planner who is there, uh, stationary or wedding coordinator, uh, is saying yes, yeah, no problem. We can do it absolutely. I mean, and I know these days it will happen even more. I tell you why, because venues are prepared to say yes. 
venues are prepared, venues coordinators and venues um, anywhere, they're prepared to say yes to everything, just to have this, um, just, to, just, to, just to have the business. So. Uh, that's one thing, I have to be honest, if I'm looking at people that I work with and people that I source for suppliers, they aren't traditionally your say yes kind of people. Oh, really? Okay. They will make sure because it's it's their brand and it's it's their either their their venue or their photographs or their cake or and whichever element of the wedding they're providing. They will always advise the bride and groom, um, and the planners as such will always advise the bride and groom the best route to go and to avoid situations like that to avoid. Um, having ceremonies over the heat of the day or um, anything that could lead to a bit of a, a problem. So in my experience and the venues that I would work with, not so much yes people. So they, they tend to have the, the best intentions and want to get the best out of the wedding, the wedding for the couple. It's a lot of money that gets spent on one day. And you want it to be perfect or as close to perfect as possible. And that's why we only, I only will, I only recommend people that aren't going to just say yes for the sake of saying yes, but rather have someone be honest, be open, be clear about what works, what doesn't work. Because if you're coming from abroad, you don't know. And that's why you get suppliers you can trust and you suppliers that know what works and when it works and someone that will tell you yes no but also give you context and make you understand and come with alternatives and solutions and like maybe we can't do a 3 p.m ceremony 12 p.m ceremony on the beach but maybe this can work rather than that that's cool do you have any favorite venues um in south africa and uk london look london is filled with amazing venues uh i love the smaller intimate venues that you get and you get these amazing venues like trinity by wharf which is just gorgeous yeah. with their with the industrial feel to it um my heart lies in south africa when it comes to venues and i do have a couple of favorites although to to say favorites is so difficult because it's it, like you said it's from the ocean to, through to the mountains through to the bush it's spoiled for choice but there are a couple hawks moor house which sounds ridiculous if you say it like this um <laughs> it's just this beautiful country house that has these amazing pools and it just makes some of the most beautiful photos that you've seen in ages and they've got accommodation for so many guests on the farm so everyone stays on the farm you've got this big feast of a party on the farm and it's just a very traditional south african venue um and then if you want to go all the way to the other side of the spectrum and you want to have a wedding that's opulent and completely magical there's a venue called blaukippen and they have this cathedral styled clear tent okay. um, uh, so you can see the stars all the way through and it, it's just it's jaw-dropping absolutely amazing um, 
And one that's also I should definitely mention is a venue called Zorgvliet. Um, and it sits on a mountain pass between Stellenbosch, which is my hometown, and Franschhoek. So it's in the middle of the Winelands. And the team there are phenomenal. And um, they're all about service. And the venue itself is just gorgeous. It's, um, it's a winery. Mm. So just, it, that just makes everything that's a place. That's a place for us. <laughs> yes, it's a place to meet you. <laughs> um, by the way, I just wanted to keep it on the end, but you mentioned what wine would you recommend uh, for your clients? Oh. Your favorite? My favorite. Oh my goodness, this is. I have. I'm a white wine drinker. Okay. Firstly, um, and then secondly, a red wine drinker. However, I've become. I'm more appreciative of red wine since moving to the UK, mm -hmm. uh, given the, the cooler climate. There is a wine called a Baroness Nadine, made by mm -hmm. Rupert and Rothschild. Uh, it's in, in the French Hook, just as you come out of Stellenbosch into French Hook, they've got a winery over there. Um, and I actually do know the winemaker. Oh, really? She's amazing. Yes, okay. it's a sheep um it's just the most amazing blend uh it's got it's it's a blended wine but it's got a hint of chardonnay to it which which i love and then there's a placer de mole which has amazing red wine so those two absolutely beautiful wines and placer de mole do weddings as well if you ever want an amazing wedding with a marquee tent on a winery in french hook absolutely beautiful all right beautiful yes. yeah i think so so red over white this time mm, no still white over red <laughs> oh you're red over white i mean we are we we red we prefer red wine uh, i mean even you're, gonna though, even to, you're gonna have to drink a, a baroness nadine you're gonna have to get yourself a bottle of that and <laughs> it might swing you yeah so we we're, south africans are all about food yeah and wine and our weddings tend to be all about food and wine. That's good. Um, not not the not that the British weddings aren't I'm big. I'm a big fan of a wedding breakfast and so forth. But South Africans and food and weddings and wine is something else. We have feast to table weddings where you just have platters of food coming, and it just gets passed down the table, and it's big platters and the the chefs that we have for weddings the ideas that they come up with and the things they do it's just it's amazing um the concepts it's from food stalls because the food in south africa is so diverse um and you've got the ocean so close to you and you've got yeah. the vineyards um and you're just spoiled for produce you find the food quality is just out of out of this world and to be honest a fraction of the cost that you'd have to pay in the uk to get that same food experience um i know one of the chef companies uh one of the chefs that i've spoken to last week with the, with regards to wedding they were they do gelato bars Okay, that's cool. Uh, 
Yeah, that's amazing. So they do gelato bars, eaten mess bars. So there's little stalls that they set up and each stall has a, has a completely different theme to it. Um, and then they have traditional South African desserts, which I need to still send you recipes of. I absolutely love it. Um, all kinds of mini little versions and people guess just wander in between dessert stations and pick and choose what they want. It's like we're all about food and wine. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I mean, I think I think wedding in general is 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 um is the feast of best food possible. Uh, anywhere you you are, I mean, obviously we we attend smaller and bigger weddings, uh, sit down and uh, stand up uh, meals, uh, some you know like uh, more um, finger food or sit down you know ten course meals and stuff. Polish weddings as well. There are normally is. Good. It's just food. Everywhere. Yeah, no, no, normally it's normally a wedding package. First of all, first of all, a, a venue venues normally um, supply uh, food as well, so there is no ex, uh, external catering companies. And normally, um, um, uh, food is unlimited, so they just top up whatever is finishing, um, and uh, and basically it's all sort of going through uh, starting from uh, wedding breakfast in poland is uh, mm. is basically dinner um but uh, uh, starting from that uh, a meal is coming every few hours every couple of hours and then in between that you have still food uh, on the table as both as well uh, as um, uh, hot and cold and you have these tables with the um like sausages cured meat uh, sour um stuff uh, and fresh fish um or smoked fish smoked meats and stuff and obviously sweet tables and mm. the thing is midnight two o'clock four o'clock there's still food coming still warm uh warm food and and the wedding uh, finish around mm -hmm. five six o'clock in the morning so, so we've we've got a, a traditional thing in south africa called it's 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 not a barbecue, okay. But it it's but it is the same concept. It's called a braai, okay. And okay. what a braai is, it's it's like a barbecue, but it's not. Uh, it's normally with proper wood, and it's an open fire, and people tend to stand around the fire for hours whilst having a beer or a glass of wine, and people generally get disgruntled by it three hours later because no one's had food yet, and then the meat goes on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's more about the socialization around it um but amazing a lot of the weddings um in south africa tend to do late night food so midnight snacks that come running out and that's normally be just come off a braai um and on the braai you'd put anything from toasted breads to steaks to chops to everything and that normally like round about midnight gets distributed all between the guests it's absolutely amazing is it because of the weather is it because it's hot during the day so the food is coming later on or is it just because um, it, it, it food is later no it's just because the guests stay that much longer <laughs> they would give them midnight snacks <laughs> okay um, so uh, um, you think what do you think about destination weddings during this crazy COVID-19 situation? I mean, uh, what I'm talking about is, um, does this 
t that's the uk couples um i know they're still booking we get inquiries and we are within the group of photographers who are um asking for you know for second shooting or for um asking to to take the job or asking to uh, to refer you or the other way or vice versa but do you think they still should look to book a destination wedding or they should focus um kind of like back off a little bit and stay within the uk um look next year is going to be busy regardless of which country you get married in um i feel that in terms of travel this year it's i don't think it's going to happen for everyone i don't think you're going to easily get on the on a plane and fly and have a summer holiday or have anything like that with ease um so if you are a couple that may have needed to postpone your wedding or to a 2021 date or 2022 even or if you are looking to get married 2122 i would definitely recommend a destination wedding your 21 dates this side is going to be it's full it's getting fuller by the minute a lot of venues are doing midweek weddings yeah, to, absolutely to accommodate Monday, Tuesday, wednesday thursday friday exactly. saturday um, sunday <laughs> there you go <laughs> um so it's full and um it's not i'm not saying it's not going to be the same situation somewhere else but with guests or people not having been able to travel this to be able to offer guests or um your friends or family the option to go and have an amazing destination wedding and double that up with an amazing holiday that we weren't able to have this year it's just like that that to me makes perfect sense um another thing to consider as well is a lot of people might be slightly more cash strapped to to or be not be able to spend as much as they would yeah. normally on their dream wedding in the uk um and this face face weddings can get expensive do you can a wedding can cost as little or as much as you want it to in the end um but once again if you want to if you've got this certain picture in your mind and you really there are a few non-negotiables that you want and you want to achieve this vision then you might be better off going to a country like South Africa it's got a very good exchange rate um and the pound does stretch very far and you can get th that exact same wedding um with an amazing holiday attached to it um for a fraction of the price and amazing weather so you'd find that your because it's south africa's southern hemisphere and britain northern hemisphere your seasons yeah. are opposite so whilst all your couples may be looking at summer weddings this side you can have a summer wedding in south africa during winter so your guests all might also still be able to travel and not have many other weddings booked at the same time and um or have other social obligations so in terms of dates you'd be have more flexibility in terms of budget you'd have more flexibility so in my in my mind it's a definite go but i would recommend to look towards the second half of 2021 
and not the first half. Give things a bit to, a bit of time to stabilize first and and suss things out. But definitely second half half of twenty twenty one, going on to twenty twenty two, definitely destination weddings. In my opinion. <laughs> okay, cool. So tell me, um, what happens if the couple hires you and the date change? Uh, what <laughs> what do you do normally? So. Um, um, it's interesting I'm in that situation at this point in time. I'm lucky that, and as with many other planners, um, we work, we tend to work, some work alone, but I work in a team. Uh, I've got support staff or uh, my support team in South Africa. And um, if the day's changed, there's more than one person that's able to run the wedding on the day. So we are absolutely fine to to accommodate a, a change in date. We also have other trusted suppliers that can step, can step in okay. and help out if the dates are a big conflict. If it's a really large wedding, we tend to like to get other suppliers in to assist anyway. Um, more hands on deck just makes things easier to manage. Um, so we, we're flexible in terms of changing dates the, the main priority for us is to communicate to all the other suppliers and to make sure as many of the original suppliers are able to do the new date and then get additional suppliers in where the original ones aren't able to we're, okay. we're flexible okay dates. that's cool there is one thing um we discussed actually before we started this video um, we talk about um, wedding planning process, and uh, I always, uh, I, I, I was always thinking, it, the wedding planners step in, step in um, on the very beginning of wedding planning process. But Catherine mentioned to me that actually during this time, and it could be, uh, it could be really helpful that uh, wedding planner step in uh, for them um, just to actually finish the job just to actually yeah. uh, put the put all the suppliers together uh, yeah. because 2021 is going to be busy for all the yeah. suppliers that's first thing. uh hopefully busy for us i mean it is busy but um we all know what's going on and um uh, just finish your finish off uh, and putting things together and uh, coordinating the whole day yeah so so when people think of wedding planners they have this idea that you get engaged you get a planner and they do everything from a to z and that is an option um but we all need to be realistic and say not everyone can a afford that b wants to do that couples may want to be more hands-on i know when i planned i planned obviously i planned my own wedding but I really want to enjoy that process and be part of it and not have someone else do it for me. Um, however, I really didn't want to worry the week or two weeks or three weeks before my own wedding Absolutely, about yeah. all the details. I wanted to relax. I wanted to be done with it. I, I knew what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. I just wanted someone else to do it and take care of it. Um, you don't want to be worrying about seating charts and about 
guests running late and about catering mishaps at the back on your own wedding day. Um, we had, I had a wedding last year in Hackney at this amazing industrial venue and the chefs that came in, the ovens weren't as compatible as they should have been with the electricity. So everything tripped in the kitchen. So we had about two hours of no food being made. <laughs> And for an Italian wedding with no food, it, that's just, you can't, no, you can't handle it. Be, where's my food? <laughs> where's my food? <laughs> um, so, so we needed to make quick plans and get extra lead cables in and we ran power from a next door building. It was like the, the, the fastest hour and a half of my life, but we managed to get it all sorted. Now, as a bride or a groom, you don't want to know about that. You don't Absolutely. want to worry about that and you don't want to need to have to fix that. Um, so, th and this is where your wedding planners come in. So we do full planning, which is that A to Z. We recommend everyone and anything that you may need. We help you build this entire vision. We work with your budget and we put everything together. We also do partial planning, <clears throat> which is you have the venue you've got a couple of suppliers be it you've got the photographer already or you've got catering but you're missing a couple of elements so then we hop on board somewhere in the middle and we help you finish it up uh, and then we do on the day and that's normally we jump in either depending on how complex the wedding is either a month ahead of the wedding or two weeks and you give us everything that you've done everything that you've planned we run through it and we say this works that works this doesn't this doesn't let's change this a little bit or we keep everything as is if you want and we take over from there so it gives you the freedom to plan your own wedding do everything that you want to do and how you want to do it and then leave the, the nitty-gritty and the hard work on the day itself to a planner to someone professional that knows how to manage and how to troubleshoot and how to fix things um and last thing you want to be doing is standing at midnight counting plates to go back to a, a, <laughs> a supplier on your wedding day worst case scenario ever but yeah, so that's that is um i'm surprised you didn't know that i mean it's i I, I knew that uh, but uh, i was not thinking of that and um, um, you just opened my eyes that yeah. it is really, it is really good. Uh, it is, it could be really uh, helpful, especially during this time because yeah. it is, it is um, in general, it is helpful. It is, uh, it is things. But obviously, when if someone wants to, it's now we're not talking about how much it costs. Now we're talking mm. if it's happened at all. So once you step in to put the things together in the end, um, mm. and some of the couples could be desperate to look for some suppliers to look uh, to, to to put the things together, um, and it could be uh, that 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 final touch could be even more important that um, that the whole that the, that the starting process as it used yeah, to be before. So, the funny thing, the same wedding that we did, that I did in Hackney where the power tripped 
last year. There was, yeah. This was an amazing wedding. Um, but the whole table layout was set up in a courtyard. And when I walked in there, I'm like, yeah, you can't have this. And they're all blissfully unaware. And then we don't understand why not. I'm like, the sun comes from this side. And if the sun comes over during lunch, your tent only goes this far. So half your guests are going to sit in the blazing heat for the entire duration of lunch. So we flipped everything around and it was the hottest day of the year. So um, they would have ended up with a whole lot of burnt heads. <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah. um, had we not stepped in. So it's the little things that we come in and help with. Uh, that like you may not necessarily think of on the day and it's things you don't want to be worried about and and um but yeah so that is one of our services that we do so basically yes uh, i just want to ask you mentioned people forget about such a thing what is the most common thing people forget when planning a wedding <laughs> if you're doing your own bar you need glasses <laughs> No, you're joking. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> People forget about this. They forget if you're like everyone. Everyone tells me, oh, but it's it's easy. You can just go to. Uh, you can get a lot of alcohol consignment, and we can get someone that can pour the alcohol, and we don't need to get a bar company in to do everything. This is how if you've got your dry hire venues, which means you you get an empty shell and you need to bring everything in. And it's yeah. like so much cheaper than getting a bar company. I'm like, yes, you need to get glasses as well. Remember, and ice, glasses and ice. Ice is important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, the, um, so that's one of the things. And uh, look, it depends on the season, the month of what's happening. But funniest thing is glasses <laughs> that people forget about. Um, and but the, so many other things the rings the rings wedding transport and um like who transports things around okay that's one of the biggest things i have a lot of people that talk about well you can reuse these elements over here and you can reuse this so if you're doing doing a lot of furniture rentals coming in um uh, yes but you need someone to carry <laughs> furniture from point a to point b in between oh the different God. section parts of the wedding which is which is fine it's doable but just remember you need to have someone that does that <laughs> someone needs to know that after the reception after the ceremony the flowers need to be take taken and carried across to the reception and someone <laughs> needs to be given that task the last thing you want to do is have your dance floor with the amazing cake standing in, in the middle of the dance floor, bride and groom walks in, cake gets cut, and someone announces, and they're going to open the dance floor, and the cake stands, and no one fetches the cake. Oh my God. So now, all of, now you've got to, <laughs> it's like, what's happening here? This slightly awkward silence until the penny drops that someone needs to remove the cake. Um, so it's those little, Final, final touches, final, finer details that people tend to forget about, um, and to have people assigned to do those things. Um, it might not be staff that you have on the wedding, such as wait staff. You might not have wait waiters or a whole lot of staff for your wedding, but it might be parties of the the bridal party, groomsmen, 
uncles, aunts, cousins, each one needs a job and make sure that they know what they need to do. So that's one of the big things that gets forgotten. Hmm. Okay, cool. I've got yeah. one more question. Um, sure. Catherine, what do you think? How many bridesmaids is too many bridesmaids? There's no such thing. So how many how many bridesmaids you've seen? Uh, the, how many bridesmaids you've seen the most? Look, I haven't seen. Oh, I spoke to a bride the other day that had ten. Okay. Which I think is it's a hefty number. Ten ten is a lot. Um, it's all depending on culture, depending on your personal preference, um, depending on your budget. And what you want out of your wedding i spoke to about a month ago i spoke to actually last week i spoke to about in the process of we're fingers crossed the wedding is going ahead because it's in october but okay. we're making plans for plan b's and we needed to have a chat about bridesmaids because we're doing tables and so forth and she said she she doesn't like the concept of bridesmaids um because she can either have 40 oh, which really? is oh, really? 40, which is all her friends. <laughs> she doesn't like to choose. She doesn't like to choose. So it's all her friends. Or she can have none. Okay. Because um, she's not fussed about it. But her her husband to be, so the groom, okay. is um, he's got sex and he's adamant. Either three bridesmaids or six bridesmaids, but it needs to match. <laughs> okay. But she said she, she'd happily have 40. Uh, but that she thinks might be a little bit excessive. That's maybe too many, yeah. I think 40 might be too many. <laughs> 40 may be too many. And um, I think, I mean, we, what, we, what we should, I think it was the most was 10. And the funny thing was they've been all dressed as angels, like very flashy oh very angels. But that, oh. was, that was a wedding, um, like a festival uh, wedding in the backyard. I mean, I wish to have such a such a house with backyard because the backyard looks like Heathrow Airport. So oh uh, huge and, um, but it was, it was cool. But uh, I think too many brides, um, it could be over 10, over 12. It could be way, way too many. Yeah, no, it, it does tend to get, I know a lot of the African weddings has really big bridal parties. Um, but I think I think people nowadays tend to get a bit more sensible, and I see averages run about between three and six, um, and that's that's kind of where where the numbers sit. I think the biggest problem is uh, while uh, bridesmaids think to to have so many so many bridesmaids is they don't want to upset anyone. They want uh, because it's uh, like you mentioned forty. And it could be like, okay, because it's all our friends and yeah, but you're going you're gonna to mention, yeah, but choose the, the, maybe the closest friends or maybe the closest, the, the relatives uh, who means to you most or who are the closest mm -hmm. with you or not. And you say, yeah, but I don't want to upset anyone. But my mom said, what we always advise is this is your wedding. This is yeah. your wedding. You're not doing wedding unless you do. That's a different story, but you're not doing your wedding to uh, make someone as happy or not to upset mm. anyone you it, this is the most um, amazing the best day in your life and mm. we do enjoy uh, we do want to enjoy being at your wedding and uh, while you are happy we as a suppliers are happy as well simple mm. as that 
that well like i said earlier wedding suppliers are we are genuinely out there to make a bride and a groom's day as amazing as we possibly can i don't know of any wedding suppliers that don't won't bend over backwards to to make things happen for their brides and grooms we're actually we're generally a nice bunch of people <laughs> i mean in general yes because if you are there and if you're not there just for a year or two just to make you know few few, few pounds mm. you are there because you enjoy because if not you just move on you just go somewhere else i mean yeah. it would be it would be silly not to because mm. if you don't like or if someone doesn't like um doesn't like weddings doesn't like i mean i love events i love when people have fun obviously i would and i have fun with them i jump with them i dance with them i uh, um i do enjoy You're i go really there i mix yeah i mix with, with within people i uh, i and that's that's where the best things happening that's where the best pictures happening if you are between people even if our cameras are big because uh, professional mm. we try to keep our gear as small as possible uh, yeah. just to be as discreet as possible and now the nowadays the technology allow us to do it but uh but we we, we enjoy and we enjoy being from the early morning to mm. night and we stay as late as possible just to have the best pictures possible taken so and best yeah. actually because we do video as well but um but yeah so if someone doesn't like it it's going to show up sooner or later mm. and uh, it may be visible on the on the on the wedding itself and I, what i always say to my uh, say to our couples that we want you to recommend us we want you to tell about us good things and it could sound a little bit weird, but once we uh, we are at the wedding, this is this is the only thing they could do because we are there mm. for them, with them, and we we basically enjoy. It. Yeah. Mm. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So, <laughs> Catherine, thank you so much for joining um, tonight. Oh, it's uh, a pleasure. Lovely to see you. I hope to Under talk to you. <laughs> it's like I'm out of the house. I hope to talk to you soon. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you for the time, really. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, book destination weddings, but uh, the conclusion is think, uh, think wise, have a backup plan, or let yeah. someone else to create backup plan for you. So, my top tips is if you have a destination wedding, make sure to know, get someone to that knows the area, understands the people, speaks the language, if it and is a foreign language. Yeah, absolutely. Um, during this current time, when you're planning your wedding, during this pandemic, keep in mind 2021 is booking up fast, so get a date in as soon as possible if you want 2021. Otherwise, be flexible, look at 2022. Um, if you really want 2021, you may need to look at midweek weddings and prioritize what's important to you so is it is it the catering is it the venue is it the photographer what are you building your wedding around what's the most important element what is your non-negotiables if you've got those down the rest can fall away but then at least you know yeah. plan your plan b around that supplier or those suppliers um but and lastly communicate speak to your couple uh, to your suppliers like i said wedding professionals 
we are here to bend over we bend over backwards for our clients and for our customers we want genuinely want you to have the best day that you could possibly have and we will try everything to get everyone to work together to get to your plan b um but you need to be flexible and sometimes things aren't going to go a hundred percent so be open-minded so that's that's my top advice for um planning wedding during this pandemic and um especially planning a destination wedding so just communicate be open be honest and know what you want and know what your non-negotiables are okay cool okay thank you so much katrin it's uh, a pleasure have a good night you too cheers